going to turn things back over to the garden guru himself, Mr. Mark Weber. Good morning. So what kind of pie do you like to eat? Apple. Apple. <laughs> was that too would that was that too fast an answer? <laughs> no. Would you have your apple pie with or without ice cream? Uh, definitely with. All right. Would you have it warmed up or cold? Oh, warmed up. <laughs> Gotta have it that way. <laughs> I, I thought I answered that one a little too fast. I don't think I had breakfast this morning. <laughs> Makes you hungry, doesn't it? Yes, sir. Makes me want to have a cup, another cup of coffee and an apple pie. <laughs> Well, folks, this week's this second hour of Garden Talk, we're going to talk about what kind of pie you like to eat. More so, we're going to talk to Randy Tisher from Revival Sod Farms and so much more on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Saturday morning and welcome back to this hour number two of this three-hour edition of Garden Talk right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. My name is Mark Weber. I've hosted this legendary broadcast for 28 plus years and would love to hear your voices today. There is one line available at 457-1290 and uh, this hour we are going to be talking to Randy Tisher. We'll continue talking to Rich Pearson. We'll also be talking to you at 457-1290 and the question of the day is what kind of pie do you like to eat? Richmond, what kind of pie do you like to eat? Any and all of them, but my favorite is pecan. Pecan. No, a pecan is something you keep under the back of the driver's seat if you're driving a long distance <laughs> with small children. I knew you were going to say that. I've known you too long. I really said, I just want to get your goat. Would you have your pecan or pecan pie with or without ice cream? Um, actually, if you have it without ice cream, you can eat another piece. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's allocation yeah. of resources. Okay, Rich, go, go on with continue with your how to overwinter your out your indoor plants that are outside. So we're talking about giving them a, a little bit of a bath with uh, a pure soap or even Dawn dishwashing liquid, and that'll take off any. Mm-hmm. Generally, it'll take off any eggs or, or remaining residual insects. And um, put them in a place where they're not going to be exposed to either the draft from uh, a heat vent or uh, where a door opens and closes. Mm-hmm. And they should be fine. They may need pruning, and uh, this is not a bad time to do it. Uh, sometimes pruning is best done when it has to be done. And if you got to make them fit back in the space they were in, you can judiciously prune them. And uh, instead of throwing away the cuttings, try to root them. It gives you something to grow over the, you know, and give away to your friends that way. Outstanding. Outstanding. And Rich, also we want to share with our listeners too, is to make sure that you put some type of um, container or something underneath those pots and containers so that you don't drip any water onto your carpets or floors. Cause that could be a really, really bad thing. Right. And be careful of using pesticides on them because if you have pets, particularly cats, or small children running around, you don't want to risk that exposure in the closed environment of your home. Very much so. Mr. Rich, as always, thank you so much for your insight and analysis. I hope you have a great and glorious day. Why, thank you. You do the same. I'm going to have some pie today, too. I'm going to go look at, well, I'm going to probably have to make some now. (laughs) Take care, Rich. You too. Bye-bye. Now we're joined in the studio live by Mr. Jesse Matt. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Mark? Good. What's your favorite kind of pie? Favorite kind of pie? Recently, it's been, I think, pecan. Yes. I think okay. that's been my, like when I was younger, it was more towards anything that was kind of like chocolatey, like not real pie, you know? Right. But I think recently it's been pecan, and I've been on a pumpkin binge as well. So when you eat your pumpkin pie and your pecan pie, do you eat it with or without whipping cream? Uh, generally, I will not. Possibly some vanilla ice cream, though. Okay. There so, yeah, a little vanilla ice cream action going on. Yep. And usually it has to be vanilla. You know, you don't want to get anything crazy in there. Like, <laughs> I see some people trying to do chocolate ice cream with their pie, and that's just chaos. You know, chocolate ice I don't know if chocolate ice cream and pecan, pecan pie would be a good... No, uh, a no real- that's just anarchy right there. 
no rules rules out the window you can't do that <laughs> we got a little chilly yeah we did it's funny i was in washington state this week working and i Flew there on Sunday, and I got out of the plane. I was over in eastern Washington near the Idaho border, mm-hmm. and um, it's full-fledged fall there. Yeah. The aspens are in complete color, and, and everything is like nearly three to four weeks ahead of us as far as fall color. Mm-hmm. And um, one morning I got up to go walk, and it was like 6.30 in the morning, and it was 28 degrees. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt it. It's pretty dry over there, right? Yeah, the ground's dry. But what's fascinating to me, though, is where I was at, there's these what they call the Blue Mountains, which are kind of the foothills to the Rockies. Okay. And um, they had snow on them. Yeah. And then on Thursday when I was coming home, we flew flew from there to Seattle and then Seattle overnight to get home. And, um, we flew over top of Mount, um, I always get these mountains mixed up. I believe it was Mount Rainier. Okay. And Mount Rainier, I will tell you probably, it's at, I think Mount Rainier sits at like 17,000 feet above sea level. Uh-huh. Um, had probably no more, no less than three to four feet of snow <laughs> from what I could tell from where I was sitting in the plane. Yeah. And the wind was blowing from the East to the West and you could literally see the snow um, being basically being blown off the top of the mountain, heading toward the Pacific Ocean. Huh. And it looked like a scene out of um, out of the uh, Grinch. Oh yeah, <laughs> where he's what, perched up there. But what's fascinating to me though is is when you when, in that part of the United States, the the way that the the mountains are so high that the there's like you can see this line where you'll see snow. And then you'll see lush vegetation below it be- yep. because of the temperature. It's a pretty abrupt like line too. It's it's like a sharp change. Yeah, like two different worlds. Touching. And, and I was thinking about you guys, meteorologists, how how that would be a really interesting way to have to forecast. Oh man, when you have all those different elevations and and weather 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 yeah. patterns. That would well like out in Colorado, I was uh, looking at a job out there one time, and I looked at you know tested the forecast, and they'll have some of the places in their area that are at 60 degrees and some of them that are at like 30 degrees. And that's a normal thing, you know, just because some places are a little bit higher, they cover some places that are lower. And it's just like, they cover for two completely different climates on one, you know, one day at a time. (laughs) It's crazy. Right. And and, and it was, to me, it was, I was thinking, well, that would be a really hard play. I don't know, maybe it wouldn't be that hard, but to me, it seems like it would be hard. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess if you're bored with the weather, weather that's always changing. Hurricane Michael. Yeah. Wow. Exploded. Well, you know, this is uh, with, when it comes to people, I guess don't get about hurricanes are these are events that last for a really long period of time, you know, with thunderstorms and derechos and, Mm Straight line wind events and tornadoes even are fairly short periods of measured, time. Yeah, those measure, are measured in minutes or hours at most. This is measured in days. <laughs> exactly. And when you have 140 some mile out, what was 140, 140? It topped off the highest wind. I don't know what was recorded on land itself for the highest wind, but the highest total wind that it reached was 155. So <sighs> just, just barely below uh, cap five. But there's people arguing that you know, due to damage assessment that it might be a cat five, you know, they Ex- just have explain to, to our listeners why this is the part that people don't get sometimes about wind mm-hmm. is that winds are only measurable to, I believe it's, is it 30 or 60 feet above the so, above the surface of the earth that meteorologists can actually measure via radar. Correct. Right. So after below that, there is no way to measure the wind unless you go down and actually put a anemometer up up in the middle of a hurricane, right. which we know isn't going to happen. Right. It's it's not. And most of the times when and you saw this, if you like it happened this time when Michael came through, it destroyed every weather station, you know, in its path, essentially. So, yeah, um, at certain points, <laughs> nothing could be recorded because it was destroyed. <laughs> so in this particular case, the way that they'll make the determination of how severe the weather really was is they follow the enhanced Fujiomic scale, which is the EF scale. Yeah, Fu- Fujita. Fujita, excuse, excuse me, Mr. Yeah. Meteorologist. <laughs> Fujima, which allows what they do is they can come in and literally look at 
the damages that occurred during the event. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a series of tables in this Texas, I think it was Texas Tech that actually did the research on okay. this. And they have a series of tables that actually show what the wind speeds are to destroy certain items, exactly. like the roof of a house. And in case, and in the case of that scale, we actually there's actually a scale for trees, mm -hmm. and you have um, um, hardwood trees and softwood trees, predominantly, predominantly you know, we have deciduous like oak, maple, um, etc. And then on the other side, you have conifers, like, mm -hmm. and and it literally will show you. The top wind speed, what it takes to tear apart a structurally sufficient tree in that category or class. I don't know if you saw some of those pictures of those trees. Oh, I saw it. It looked like somebody took this humongous lawnmower and just mowed the trees down. Yeah, because you, you and what the, the part that is exciting to me to talk about is it's not the wind speed that breaks trees. It's mm -hmm. actually the wind pressure. Mm. What's interesting is, is wind pressure, um, we actually do, I do mathematical calculations all the time to determine the pressure that uh, a plant had faced during a certain incident and why it broke and which the way it, way it did. Mm -hmm. So in the case of most structurally sufficient trees, they break at about 92 to 94 miles an hour, mm -hmm. which is the equivalent of about 22 to 24 pounds per, per square foot. Okay. So in the particular case of this event, we well exceeded 24 pounds per square foot. Reason why you see that it looked like it took a lawnmower across it. And what is even more, more compelling is um, the wind pressure would have been the highest when it came upon land. Mm -hmm. Because the, the wind pressure is actually the heaviest at sea level. Okay. And the higher you go up in elevation, Wind pressure reduces, even though in other words, you have a, it makes like, sense. You have like a hundred mile an hour wind at sea level, or a hundred mile an hour wind mm -hmm. at at eight hundred feet above sea level. The densest air is located the, at the bottom, so correct. It's heavier has more pressure. So basically, when that wind came across out of the Gulf and went in 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 this that part of Florida, it was like a giant sledgehammer. Mm -hmm. And that's I mean that's what it looked like. And it looks like a, a giant sledgehammer smashed across the coast. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think it, to me it's an interesting thing. I I really enjoy talking about tree damage related to wind because to me it's a one of these things. It doesn't happen often, but when yeah. it does, and when you see it and you talk about what this pressure is like, um, I've been fortunate enough in my career to actually be on the ground in these kind of places after they happen, mm -hmm. and you learn a lot about how to manage trees and plants long term. Um, for the betterment and the safety of society based on the fact that go see what it looks like when the, when it is as extreme as what it can be. Mm -hmm. So, so that's very interesting. That's where we link up here. Hurricanes and trees coming together. Oh, it's great <laughs> stuff. It really is. Yeah. You put this into perspective and what, what meteorologists will do is they actually will rely on arborists to go on the ground and determine um, if these trees had defects prior to the, to the incident failure. Mm -hmm. So they, they can further uh, measure how bad the wind actually was. Yeah, to they can backwards to, calculate. Backwards calculate. Go from wind pressure back to wind to go, speed. To and, go back to the into that Texas Tech study that shows how those different wind scores are. Hmm. And uh, it's pretty interesting stuff. That's pretty cool. For us nerds, I guess. Yeah. Hey, well, I'm included. <laughs> go, go have a nice piece of pie today. I will. All Maybe right. I'll do some whipped cream this time. Good to see you. <laughs> see you. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we'll continue with your calls and do so much more on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin with Richard Herps of Keller Williams Hometown Realty. And Richard, uh, give us an update on the local real estate market. Well, the market is very strong right now. Unit sales are actually up a half a percent. The best news overall is the average sales price is up over six and a quarter percent bringing that number to just over 164000 The biggest problem we have right now is inventory. We need more people that want to sell their home. So if someone maybe is interested in selling their home, but 
Well, maybe they're afraid, though, that if they sell it, they're not going to find another home. Exactly. And that's what we're running into. But we've developed some creative ideas to help buyers and sellers. So don't be afraid. Now's the best time to put your home on the market. Well, if someone wants to do that, what's the first step? Call me at 477-1411. And your website? That's teamherps.com, T-E-A-M. H-E-R-B-S-T dot com. Get your home sold guaranteed. Call Richard Herbst at Keller Williams Hometown Realty. The number again, 477-1411. Stockslagers is our name. Mom's the word. The plant that says fall is chrysanthemum. And Stockslagers Greenhouse and Garden Center has a large selection, including bushel basket size Belgium mums. Plant mums now so you can enjoy vivid fall color until hard frost. And it's time to plant your fall bulbs for spring tulips and daffodils. We're just one mile west of New Lebanon on US 35. And remember, mum's the word. Chrysanthemums. Get yours now. David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. Families often remark that pre-planning was the greatest gift a parent has given them. Act with love, plan ahead, and talk about what you might want. Help your family by relieving the burden of difficult financial and emotional decisions during a time of grief. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. Pile Brothers Huge Parking Lot Clearance Sale, October 11th, 12th, and 13th. Blowout pricing on new mowers and other various lawn and power equipment. Heil Brothers has a huge selection of used lawn mowers, riding mowers, snow blowers, and commercial lawn equipment. Attention backyard mechanics. We have a large selection of fixer-uppers priced to move. Quantity discounts available. Visit Heil Brothers at 2218 Wilmington Pike and Kettering or call us at 937-256-3500. The world never stops. It's constantly changing, evolving, moving forward. And so are we. Introducing Spectrum Mobile, built on America's largest and most reliable LTE network. Combined with a nationwide network of Wi-Fi hotspots, free talk and text, and all designed to save you money. The best network, the best devices, the best value. Spectrum Mobile. Visit Spectrum.com today. Restrictions apply. Could you retire sooner than you think and with greater financial security? Hello, I'm David Gaylor, president of Tradewinds Financial Group. I'm also the author of Income Allocation. You will learn strategies to create a dependable, sustainable, and predictable income stream for your retirement. You'll also learn critical information about the two risks you must manage for a successful retirement. Learn more about these strategies and give Tradewinds Financial Group a call. 800-385-0437. That's 800-385-0437. Handcrafted Amish Furniture of Dayton, we offer our customers the area's best selection of American-made furniture for every room in the home. Bedroom, dining room, office, entertainment centers, TV consoles, and more. Come visit our showroom and see for yourself what makes our store the better way to buy furniture. Don't pay tariffs on import furniture that won't last. Check out our bedroom sale with up to 20% off bedrooms and specially priced merchandise throughout the store. We are the standard for quality furniture in the Dayton area. Visit our showroom at 1360 North Fairfield Road in Beaver Creek or DaytonAmishFurniture.com. Tune into Living the Full Life with Dr. Juan, Saturdays from 4 to 5 p.m. here on WHIO Radio. Hear Dr. Juan Fernandez from Full Life Chiropractic in Troy as he breaks down the tools needed to help you achieve your state of optimal health naturally. Saturdays beginning at 4. A recap of the previous game, a look towards next week, in-depth interviews with Flyer players, plus plenty of pizza, subs, and great food. It's the Rick Chamberlain Show, live from Milano's on Brown Street every Monday night from 7 to 8, right here on the home of the Flyers. You told us that local breaking news is important to you. So listen for the top local stories every 15 minutes all day long. And when big news breaks, we break in immediately. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody. It is 726. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center to 7. Mostly cloudy throughout the morning hours. Temperatures starting off in the mid-30s. We're climbing to about 53 degrees for a high temperature. And mostly sunny skies expected by the time we get to the noon hour. And that continues throughout the afternoon. Into the overnight, some clouds rolling in chilly once again, but temperatures just a little bit warmer, around 40 degrees for the low. 
I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Current scan of the new live Doppler HD7 radar is clear. It's 37 degrees in Eaton, 37 in Troy, 38 in downtown Dayton. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and excellent gardening advice, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Let's head to the telephone lines at 457-1290 and let's go talk to Brenda. Brenda, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Good morning, Mark. How are you today? Good. Brenda, what's your favorite kind of pie? Caramel apple. Uh, That sounds dangerous. I I would assume with ice cream. Of course, you gotta have a good vanilla bean. <laughs> How can I help you? My husband and I just wrestled my massive philodendron siloam in the house. Yeah. And um, I was wondering how one propagates that, if there's a certain time of year that you do that. Um, you say what kind of philodendron is it? I think it's a split leaf. You know, it almost looks like a monstera. Okay. Um, that is a really easy plant to propagate. Uh, let me think for a minute here. I think you can do a couple different different ways. I would say to you, you could do what we call an air graft to it. And that's where you would take a little bit of the outside of the outer plant uh, part, just like strip off the little outside of the skin mm-hmm. of the of that, and then take a little bit of peat moss material, wrap it around that wound, and it will root into a little bag that you'll put a little bag around it. And you can actually make your own little plant off of that. That's called air layering. Um, You could probably, let me think about this. In the early spring, you could also remove part of the root system and take part of the root system, actually split it apart and plant plant part of it. And you literally can start a new plant that way. It's it's pretty, it grows pretty vigorously. They have those aerial roots. Yep. Is that what you're talking about? Air layering off of that? You can, or you can actually take a whole branch of the plant and actually air layer that. Okay. See what plants are unique in the standpoint that they have these amazing of what they call latent or adventitious buds. Mm-hmm. And if we can cover those adventitious buds with some type of material, like a like sphagnum peat moss, and then wrap it and make sure it's wet. It'll grow, it'll grow actually roots into that little bag, and then you can cut off that part of the bag to start a new plant. It's that easy. Brenda, have a great weekend and enjoy your caramel apple pie. Randy Tisher comes up next here on Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. On it. it is 7.30. I'm Jonah Adi with the WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. Over a dozen are reported dead and over thousands have been reported missing in Florida after uh, after Hurricane Michael ravages the area. Plus, President Trump busy on the move through the Buckeye State. Well, the chilly trend expected to continue. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic is looking all clear throughout the Miami Valley this morning. Right now, we're not seeing any major accidents out there causing any trouble. And now to Florida, where as many as 14 people have been reported dead in the wake of Hurricane Michael. Rescuers now scouring the area in hopes of getting some of the people trapped out. Now, President Trump is planning to visit this upcoming week. The path that it 
it shows is uh, incredible the kind of destruction. We've not seen destruction like that in a long time. And Fox's Evan Brown tells us the state of emergency officials have stated over 200 people have been rescued from the affected areas so far. President Trump making a stop in Warren County last night at a rally in Lebanon, Ohio. The president bringing up historical figures, particularly from the Civil War. They said to Lincoln, you can't use him anymore. He's an alcoholic. And Lincoln said, I don't care if he's an alcoholic. Frankly, give me six or seven more just like him. That's the president speaking about Ulysses S. Grant. Well, he is campaigning on behalf of GOP Senate nominee Representative Jim Renassi, who is running against Sherrod Brown this upcoming election. Well, the Dayton Flyers go for their first road win of the season later this afternoon. The Dayton Flyers have a big challenge later this afternoon when they play at the defending Pioneer Football League champ San Diego. And the San Diego community knows that too. And so that's why it's usually one of their bigger crowds when the University of Dayton comes into play. That's Dayton head coach Rick Chamberlain. That's Fox WHIO's John Tisdale. Now our pregame coverage begins at 4.30 p.m. Kickoffs at 5 o'clock with Larry Hanskin and Mike Kelly on the home of the Flyers. Now, with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's meteorologist Jesse Mag. Mostly cloudy throughout the morning hours, temperatures starting off in the mid-30s. We're climbing to about 53 degrees for a high temperature, and mostly sunny skies expected by the time we get to the noon hour, and that continues throughout the afternoon. Into the overnight, some clouds rolling in chilly once again, but temperatures just a little bit warmer, around 40 degrees for the low. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO. The latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar is clear. 37 degrees right now in Troy, 39 in Springfield, 38 here in Dayton at 733. I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO Continuing News. Hey, I'm Alex, and I got my fiance's ring at James Free. Now, at first, I didn't know if I could even afford something that would look really stunning. But one day, I'm on JamesFree.com, and I see this Layla engagement ring. I almost bought it right there, but this is the most important purchase I ever made, so I wanted to be absolutely sure. So I went to James Free Jewelers and walked straight over to Layla. Nobody hassled me, they just let me look. Layla is modern and unique. It's got all these intricate details around this GIA certified three-quarter carat diamond with all these other diamonds surrounding it. It looks really expensive, but it's compellingly affordable. Only $19.95. Yeah, $19.95 for an amazing engagement ring. With Layla, I could afford the perfect ring and have a great experience shopping for it. So look at the exclusive Layla engagement ring online at jamesfree.com. Then see it for yourself at James Free Jewelers. 3100 Far Hills Avenue in Kettering, where they've been doing the right thing for over 78 years. Are you five or 10 years out from retirement? If so, you've watched the stock market go up, up, and up. How much gas do we have left in the tank? Should you be that aggressive when it comes to your portfolio? What would a 20 or 30% market correction do to your 401k balance? For most, it would be devastating. If this concerns you, call me. I'm Mike Martinez, president of the Pension Group. Let me show you how we can actively manage your 401k plan with Brokerage Link. Imagine having your 401k actively managed regardless of your employer while you're still working. We've helped thousands of our clients actively manage their 401k inside their current employer's 401k plan. We can do the same for you. Educate yourself before the next market correction. It could save you thousands. To learn more about Brokerage Link, call my office at 937-669-7094 or visit thepensiongroup.com and download your own retirement roadmap kit. Again, 937-669-7094. Investment advisory services offered through the Pension Group. Get local news when you want it. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO have flash briefings now available on your Amazon Echo. How can you grow a better lawn? Let's go in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, Mr. Tisher. Well, good morning, sir. It's dark outside. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So what's your favorite kind of pie, Mr. Tisher? Oh, I've, I've been listening to you. I've been thinking about that. I got two of them. <laughs> uh, uh, strawberry rhubarb. Yeah. And bumbleberry. Now, bumbleberry is, is, a, is, a, is a pie that got a little bit of everything in it, I think. So what's it got in it? That's what I want to know. Well, I mean, it's got, uh, see, I, I, well, long story about where you get bumbleberry pie, but it's, uh, it's uh it's it's 
It's a little man whose wife makes it up in Canada yeah. uh, on Manitoulin Island, uh, and uh, sort of a summer uh, specialty that we uh, we enjoyed for many years. But his wife would throw in uh, uh, oh things like uh, uh, you know berries, uh, okay. uh, strawberries, blueberries, uh, raspberries, uh, all kinds of berries in this pie, and and it. I tell you, you just put that on your tongue and. It's almost as good as as having a wild morel mushroom in the spring. It uh, it just you just sit there and and go ooh and awe. It uh, it's it, wow. bumbleberry pie is pretty special. <laughs> I've never had a bumbleberry pie, so I'll well, tell you, I, I tell you what, uh, we'll go up to Canada and well. go to Manitoulin Island and see if uh, he, he he brings the pies over. Uh, uh, and uh, sells out of his station wagon, and uh, yeah, he he must be eighty or ninety years old. But uh, his wife is one hell of a heck of a bumbleberry pie cook. I bet she is, <laughs> Mr. Tisher. You 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 wrote a blog post, a Garden Talk blog. This blog blog dot blah, 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 blah. Yeah, easy for you to say. It's been a long week. Um, That's right. You on on fall weed control, and I I I can't say enough about doing fall broadleaf weed control in your lawn in October. I know that's not like what we think about doing in October, but ladies and gentlemen, when I say this, trust me, I mean what I'm saying. If you want to not have a weed issues like you can pop, you will most likely have in uh, March, April, and May of 2019, apply a broadleaf weed control product in October. Yeah, and 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 the reason is is that everything within that broadleaf weed that's in your yard, every every all the all the activity is is going from the top down into the roots this time of the year, uh, and uh, because that plant is trying to uh, store carbohydrates and uh, make it through the winter, and so when you put your herbicide on that broadleaf weed this time of the year, that herbicide gets taken right down into the root system quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get a much better control because in the spring, everything in that plant is going exactly the other direction. Everything's going from the roots up. And uh, so the herbicide that you put on that broadleaf weed in the spring has to go against the stream uh, down into the roots and has, has to fight that upward momentum of the plant. And, uh, and so the herbicide doesn't do as good a job in the spring because it just it's hard to get down into the roots and you know you can burn a plant down you take thistle for example you can burn it you can sort of get rid of it from the top but it comes right back because that herbicide never gets down into the roots to kill the plant this time of the year it does and the other thing you kill is is broadleaf weeds you don't even know you have like Mm -hmm. henbit and spurge and oxalis all those winter annuals that come uh, after the snow leaves this winter your yard's going to have a bunch of uh of little broadleaf weeds in it that weren't there when you uh, put it to bed this fall, and and uh, that herbicide will also kill those little plants too. So it is by far and away fall right now is uh, is by far and away the best time to do any kind of broadleaf weed control. And Randy, it's one of those things too that you I will say from an arboricultural standpoint, you will really reduce the amount of potential damage off target damage that occurs by these same products applied in the spring of the year because trees are not uptaking water like they were and they're actually beginning to go in the sciences which means that they are pretty much cutting off and stopping photosynthesis and all the carbohydrates and everything else are going back downstairs so it's a win-win situation for both the turf grass and the trees and it's really a really a best practice for everyone to do this as well. Yeah, it is. You just got to get it done here. Uh, uh, you know, this month, uh, if the everything's going to be dormant in another month or or thereabouts, and so you have to do it while that plant's still active. And uh, and you still got plenty of time. It's only what the uh, the, the what is today? The thirteenth of, uh, of October. October. You got you got the whole month of October, and maybe even a little bit into November, depending on what our weather does. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Mr. Tisher, as always, enjoy your bumble pie and your... Bumbleberry pie, Mark. 
I'm so sorry. I'm Come on, let's get, I, I, get, a, get a right. It's a bumbleberry pie. I stand to be corrected on the bumbleberry pie. I'm going to have to look. I'm going to have to get my mother to tell me what what's actually in it, and I'll send you the uh, I'll send you the recipe. All right, Mr. Tischer, take good care of you, and we'll talk very soon. Or maybe I'll just make you one. Now that that sounds dangerous, doesn't it? No, I would I would really like you to make me a pie. I love pie, and yeah, well, I'll bring I'll bring a couple cups of coffee. I've never made a pie in my life, so <laughs> you might want to rethink that one. It's all right. I'm used to used to be in the experimental ones. So there you go. Good to talk to you. <laughs> Take care, Mr. Tisher. All right. Bye bye. You've been in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms. Our Ask the Expert phone lines are open to answer your gardening and landscape questions. Call Mark Weber at 457-1290. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Breaking Garden Talk News. Breaking Garden Talk News. The wild and crazy last hour of Garden Talk is less than 20 minutes away here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO 457-1290. Let's head to the telephone lines once again. Let's go talk to Barbara. Barbara, good morning and welcome to Garden Talk. Good morning, Mark. Morning. I have a, a dual question to ask you. Okay. Uh, one is uh, about soil, um, well, actually pH in the soil. The other is about an insect. Okay, well, that, let me ask you. New, a, let uh, me new ask home, you. New, new lot, typical hard as cement, garbage for soil. Okay. I uh, had some landscaping put in, supposedly amended soils, but I listened to Dr. Weber, <laughs> and I got some soil tests done, and it seems like, uh, the pH is 8.2. Whoa. Yes. And that's Whoa. why a lot of the, I have a mixture of shrubs and, and deciduous mm. uh, trees. The shrubs, specifically the viburnums that were put in, look very anemic. I would be anemic too at 8.2. Yeah. Um, so my question for you is. Can I ask you a quick question yours first though? What, what, where in the world do you reside? What town? Clear Creek Township, south of Centerville. All right, so if you're at 8.2, you got two different things going on. You got soil that has a high limestone shelf. Yes, it's full of rocks, too. Okay, and the type of limestone you have there probably is a more older weathered limestone, which means that it's readily buffering that pH to the higher scale. So you're going to be really limited, Barbara, in what you can really grow there. And I, and, and, I, and I hate to tell you that, but this is the problem you've kind of got. Yep. Um, soil, te- soil re- you know, soils with those kind of pHs, um, you know, once you break over the, over about 7.3, you know, 7.5, what happens is the availability of nutrients dramatically change. And let me explain. Once you hit... Um, approximately 7.0 iron, um, zinc, magnesium, and iron completely disappear. Uh, Now, when the test came back, it said that uh, those elements were um, within normal range. Yeah, but they're not available to the plant. They're not available, yeah. Yeah, so the other piece that happens with this phosphorus drops dramatically as well and doesn't it, it literally disappears off the chart too. Nitrogen will stay the same, potassium will stay the same, but the really big one is phosphorus, iron, magnesium, and zinc and copper. Mm-hmm. So you know, without without changing, and then there's things that you can do to buffer, bring this down some, and that not a lot, but you can. Anything you plant, um, you should be amending the soil with um, um, elemental sulfur. Okay, now, uh, what about, I've used in the past where I lived previously, I've put some uh, Epsom salt. No, you're not going to move it. You're not going to move it. You're going to have to get hardcore here. Okay. No, I mean, seriously, if you're going to move pH down some, you're going to have to go, you're going to have to go hardcore. And typically when you're working with a pH of of 8 point, what was it again? Two. Oh, boy. If you wanted to bring the pH down to at least, let's say, 
seven, <laughs> which seems like a dream right now, you're going to have to use at least three pounds of, of elemental sulfur per 100 square feet. And you're going to have to till it into the soil at least a minimum of six inches deep. Now, is that the sulfur I can buy at a garden center? Yeah, you can buy elemental sulfur, but let's be clear. You don't want to apply this too close to existing plants unless you're being really careful because it can burn stuff up. Okay. You don't want to apply it during the growing season. You only apply it in the fall. Okay, that was my next question. When do I apply this? So that would be part of it. You want to use and how often? Well, I would say I would begin begin with what I just said, three pounds per hundred square feet, and then see what happens. But I'm also going to tell you, you're going to need to do some foliar tests and foliar analysis to determine what's actually going on inside the plant. Because a soil test can tell you so much, but what the real measure is is what's actually the chemistry inside the plant when you measure all 17 essential elements. So where do you get that done? Uh, you do that typically through an arborist that does knows how to read those okay. kind of things. The second thing is, is, is that I want you to mulch, 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 mulch. I want you to make every single tree have the widest, broadest uh, bed that you can create around that tree. If the drip line starts out at five feet from the outer, from the trunk, I want you to mulch that. I want you to create a bed that's at least 10 foot radius off of that trunk of that tree. Okay. Because every time organic matter decomposes, it emits um, um, acid into the soil. In other words, mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. things break down, they, they emit, emit uh, what they call humeric acid into the soil which will buffer the pH and at least get it down most likely to seven. But I don't want you to put a drop of mulch within 12 to 18 inches of the base of the trunk of the tree. I, I do not do not do that. If you put any mulch up close within 12 to 18 inches of the tree, you are going to cause stem girdling roots and you're going to cause right, I understand yeah, that. That, that piece of it. What about these as an addition, and maybe it's uh, a waste of money, the... Um, they, they sell uh, the, um, I know at M. Leonard, they have them, the uh, tree stakes that you hammer in. It kind of looks like a, an eight-inch. I'm going to quote, I'm gonna quote the famous. For evergreen. I'm gonna, yeah, let, me, let me quote the famous Clark Howard. Don't waste your okay. money. Okay? <laughs> Got it. <laughs> this, is, this is why, Barbara, soils are integral. There's a chemical side to soil, there's a biological side to soil, and there's a physical side to soil. And the problem is, is it takes, you have to follow the science of soil management when you grow plants. If you ignore the science of soil management and just anecdotally add things to the soil with the Hail Mary that you're going to think you're going to throw the 80-yard football to the end zone and you're going to catch it with one second left in the game and you're going to and you're going to save your plants you are so sadly mistaken it doesn't work that way so you you're basically and i'm going to put this into perspective with a ph of 8.2 this is what you really got you've got soils that you would typically find in north dakota mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we call these sodic soils these are soils that Ha, they're they're lucky to grow no more than 20 different plants up there because the soils up there are totally um al they're so alkaline that, that that even weeds don't grow okay yeah well <laughs> so go back you know i'm kind of explaining to you that organic matter is going to be your savior okay amending the soil every time with 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 sulfur is going to help bring it to reasonable tell me again make sure i got it straight how often to do the sulfur once a year in the no, no 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 i said do it once but then you're going to have to see okay you're going to have to see what it's done to the soil because i don't know what your buffering capacity is here yeah meaning that but buffering capacity does is let's say that we add three pounds per hundred the soil is going to have a chemical reaction to it, of which I have no idea. And that chemical reaction may be, it may buffer it down. You may take it from 8.2 to set, uh, to 7.9. I don't know what it's going to do with that number. Yeah. I can tell you it's going to go down, but by down how much, I don't know. Yeah. But knowing what I know about Warren County, it is probably not going to bring it down a whole lot. But at the same time, we're going to play in Russian roulette. That if we add too much, we're going to burn everything out. So right. you're going to have to do this in incremental pieces. And the way you're going to measure what's happening 
happening with those applications is you're going to measure what's inside the plant. Now, most of these plants that have been put in, especially the trees and larger shrubs, are still in the ball form with an opened uh, top to the burlap. Okay. Um, Did the burlap get removed one thir- two-thirds of the way down the side of the root ball? I don't know how far down, but I did have them open it and take it away. Did the wire ba- were they wire baskets or were they containers? No, no. Were they container trees? No, they were bald and burlap. Okay, you need to dig down and see how far the, bar- the wire baskets are. The okay. wire basket has to be removed at least at least one third, of, at least two yeah. thirds no, of the I way. I did not see any wire baskets. Okay, but go look. Okay, go look. Go dig down beside them and see if they're gone or not. Because if they're not, you're going to have another problem in about 20 years called stem growing roots. All right. So, All right. but but again, you need to find out what the pH. You're going to need to do what I said: widen those beds as wide as you can. But if those trees have burlap and wire baskets at least two thirds of the way down anywhere down to the root ball, then they needs to be fixed too. Because otherwise, what I'm trying to ask about that though is with the sulfur, with the bald and burlap at this point. Um, there should. What I'm trying to say to you, ma'am, is there the should be there should not be any bald or burlap on the balls right now. Period. If there is, they're improperly planted. Yeah. And if they're improperly planted, they're not going to live. Yeah. So what's the point of doing all this if they're not going to live? It's kind of you know it's it's kind of like standing in the middle of a 155 mile an hour wind and expect to survive a hurricane. It doesn't work that way. So if you can't plant a tree right, why have a tree? Why doesn't this grow a lawn? So do it right and do it well, and you will not face peril long-term. More gardening will continue here on Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The world never stops. It's constantly changing, evolving, moving forward, and so are we. Introducing Spectrum Mobile, built on America's largest and most reliable LTE network. Combined with a nationwide network of Wi-Fi hotspots, free talk and text, and all designed to save you money. The best network, the best devices, the best value. Spectrum Mobile. Visit Spectrum.com today. Restrictions apply. No one really spends much time looking at your ceilings. Until, of course, a brown water stain appears and taints it. And like a catcher signaling the pitcher's mound, that spot is telling you something. Listen to your roof and trust Maxim Roofing for all your home and commercial needs. Why? Because Maxim Roofing is a nine-time winner of the prestigious Angie's List Super Service Award with three and four-star warranties available and proud to be celebrating 20 years of service to the Miami Valley. Call 256-4240 or visit Maxim Roofing At Handcrafted Amish Furniture of Dayton, we offer our customers the area's best selection of American-made furniture for every room in the home. Bedroom, dining room, office, entertainment centers, TV consoles, and more. Come visit our showroom and see for yourself what makes our store the better way to buy furniture. Don't pay tariffs on import furniture that won't last. Check out our bedroom sale with up to 20% off bedrooms and specially priced merchandise throughout the store. We are the standard for quality furniture in the Dayton area. Visit our showroom at 1360 North Fairfield Road in Beaver Creek or Dayton Amish. Hi, Brothers. Huge parking lot clearance sale October 11th, 12th, and 13th. Blowout pricing on new mowers and other various lawn and power equipment. Heil Brothers has a huge selection of used lawn mowers, riding mowers, snow blowers, and commercial lawn equipment. Attention backyard mechanics. We have a large selection of fixer-uppers priced to move. Quantity discounts available. Visit Heil Brothers at 2218 Wilmington Pike in Kettering or call us at 937-256-3500. At the James at Ohio State, there is no routine breast cancer. We go beyond the routine to prevent, detect, treat, and cure your breast cancer, leading the way to better outcomes faster responses, fewer side effects, and more hope. Learn more at cancer.osu.edu. Flu season is rearing its coughing, aching, feverish head. Protect yourself in just minutes with a flu shot from Discount Drug Mart. No 
appointment necessary. Most insurance plans accepted with a zero copay for most Medicare, Medicaid, and several private plans. Discount Drug Mart saves you the runaround. Whether it's true or not, have you heard the rumor? As an associate, your lump sum pension may be going away. Learn the facts. Come talk to me. I'm Mike Martinez, president of the pension group. Over the next few months, several critical interest rates will be announced. These rates will go up and impact your lump sum payout. Before those rates are announced, you need to know where you stand. That's why it's time to talk with me. At the Pension Group, we can help you better understand your pension options. When these rates go up, you could lose twenty, thirty, even $40,000 of your hard-earned money. I can explain it all to you. More importantly, I can help prevent it from happening to you. For more than two decades, I've helped thousands of individuals just like you make informed pension decisions. Should you take the lump sum pension or not? Don't procrastinate. Give me a call to attend one of our upcoming workshops at 937-669-7094 or visit thepensiongroup.com. Don't face this alone. Give us a call at 937-669-7094. Investment advisory services offered through the Pension Group. Hi, I'm WHIO meteorologist Kirsty Zontini. Fall in Ohio brings the threat of severe weather. Trust the only radio station with severe weather coverage from Storm Center 7. It's where weather comes first every 15 minutes or sooner. AM 12 90 and News 957 WHIO. Good morning, everybody. 457-1290. I would encourage you to hang in there for hour number three of Garden Talk. I have a very special monologue I plan to deliver that will hopefully change your mind forever on the way that you spend money in your landscape. Stay tuned for that. Let's check out the updated weather forecast for News Center 7. Mostly cloudy throughout the morning hours, temperatures starting off in the mid-30s. We're climbing to about 53 degrees for a high temperature, and mostly sunny skies expected by the time we get to the noon hour, and that continues throughout the afternoon. Into the overnight, some clouds rolling in chilly once again, but temperatures just a little bit warmer, around 40 degrees for the low. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO. Current scan of the new live Doppler HD7 radar is clear as 38 degrees in Dayton on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news. AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. For 28 years, we've been planting the seeds to a greener and richer place we call home. Let's go to Dayton. Let's go talk to Jason. Jason, good morning and uh, happy fall to you, sir. Hey, good morning, Mark. How are you doing? I'm well. What kind of pie do you like, Jason? Uh, apple pie. All right, Jason. How can I help you about your tree? Okay, I got a large tree in my front yard, and the uh, um, the roots are constantly uh, growing in the uh, sewer system. And I know there's no mir- uh, miracle cure to that except for uh, cutting the tree down. But my question is, how long are those roots going to continue to grow in my sewer system after I cut the tree down? They will end the day you cut the tree down. They will? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. then that'll solve the problem. Yeah, because the thing is, is the roots need the tops, and the tops need the roots. Is it actually yeah. going into your sewer line? Is it yeah, the... there's just, you know, I have to have it cleaned out every year. Okay, what that means, but Jason, the thing that you need to know, though, that means that your sewer line has a de- defect in it, too. You, you yeah, I'm sure it's cracked. It's yeah. old. And, and so I have to have that replaced too. Though. I would, you know, I would encourage you realize that tree roots don't seek out water lines, don't seek out sewer lines, or seek out foundation lines, and crack and break them. Tree roots go where there's open spaces. So if you've got roots that are going into a sewer line, a water line, or your foundation wall, that wall found or pipe is faulty and needs to be replaced. So okay. just keep that in mind. It's not the tree's fault. It's just the fact that the tree root's taking advantage of a space. And I kind of figured that the roots would just continue to grow in the water line a little bit. How can they, Jason? <laughs> How can well, they? They can't, the tree can't conduct photosynthesis, okay? Uh, All right. Know, it can't, if it can't grow, it can't grow, Jason. Have a good Saturday, Jason. You right. too, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye. Take How many dollars do you spend on your yard, garden, and landscape annually? Do you follow the best practices of how to plant a tree? Do you follow the best practices on how to mulch your landscape? Do you follow the best practices on how to mow your lawn, how to fertilize your lawn? Well, stay tuned for the next hour of Garden Talk. We're going to talk about the best practices and how they actually save you money and save you time 
and at the end, create a much better lawn and garden and landscape for this generation and for the future generations to come. Learn about the right way, not the wrong way, to maintain your yard, garden, and landscape in the next hour of Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.